Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. This is episode 25. Today we have Kevin Lyman from the Vans Warp Tour. But first, I want to let you guys know that this week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle. That is audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today we have Kevin Lyman from the Warp Tour. And this is Bandit with their song, Pushing. Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. I am Keith Settles, your host, and this week we have Kevin Lyman from the Vans Warp Tour. 
It was such a great time getting to hang out with him at the Four Finney office down in Pasadena. Talk about Warped Tour. Talk about the music industry. Talk about everything under the sun. We'll get to that interview in just one moment, but first we have to give out some congratulations. A lot has happened in the last couple of weeks, and we haven't really been able to talk about it because other stuff has been going on. Um, So let's get to it. There are two bands that we want to congratulate. First and foremost, Silent Planet. They signed to Solid State Records. I believe we talked about that in episodes past, but they released The Night God Slept. It was released on November 10th, and they're killing it. Their momentum is just building. A successful first week on the Billboard charts. Uh, amazing album, uh, number of album sales, and they just got done with their CD release tour. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, yesterday, which was the 30th of November. They just got done with the Night God Slept CD release tour. Amazing, amazing album. We got to see them uh, on Saturday in Santa Ana with Prepared Like a Bride, with Matter, with Dayseeker. It was a great show. And to announce it now, we're going to have Cyan Planet Part 2, our second interview with Garrett Russell, coming up for you guys the last Monday of this month. So stay tuned for that. We got to talk to him about the night God slept, about the relationship with the silence, Solid State Records, not Silent State Records, Solid State Records, and even the bands that are in Solid State Records, how their relationships are and their future. What is their future like? We'll, we'll see that. And we got Prepared Like a Bride also coming up on the show. We have a band out in Southern California. They're called Matter. We're actually going to play one of their songs at the end of this episode. Another congratulations we want to give out. We want to congratulate Hearts Like Lions. They signed to Tooth and Nail Records. Yes! Yes, I know! Hearts Like Lions to Tooth and Nail Records. Why do you guys always have to... You guys, wow. There was a guy. Did you hear him? Woo! You guys have to cheer every time we give a congratulations or something great happens. You guys are just so good at that. Hearts Like Lions appreciates it. If you don't know Hearts Like Lions, they were on episode one of the Kill Rock podcast. And such amazing guys, such amazing band. We are so stoked for them. We are so honored that uh, they decided to come on the show no, before the show was even really conceived we didn't even have a podcast domain we didn't have anything just drove out to long beach with you know the interface the microphone sat in nick's room and just talked about hearts like lions i think the only thing we had going for the podcast was we had a name for the podcast and then everything else kind of followed up and within a week's time we released that episode great band i we're gonna get to one of their songs in just one moment congratulations to them congratulations to tooth and nail they signed a great band and with that relationship the solid state tooth and nail relationship i think that they you know solid state signed tooth and or sorry solid state signed silent planet tooth and nail signed hearts like lions i don't think there's two other bands any bands that are better than them that they could have signed 
I think both those bands are perfect for both of those labels. And congratulations. With all that said, we are going to get to our interview. I think I said gonna twice. We're going to get to that interview with Kevin Lyman in just one moment. But first, I want to let you guys know, like I did in the pre-roll, that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. For you, the listeners of the Kill Rock podcast, Audible has such a sweet deal. Free 30-day trial, free audiobook download. All you have to do, audibletrial.com backslash killrock. How does that help the Kill Rock podcast? Well, it's simple. Every time you sign up on audibletrial.com backslash killrock, it's simple. They, kill, they kick back some cash every time you subscribe. So we could keep this podcast running so we could pay the bills so we could be able to sustain and outreach even more than what we're doing right now. We can make t-shirts, we can make stickers, we can make anything that we want, anything you guys want us to make to help support the Kill Rock podcast, to help promote it elsewhere. So if you want to help us financially in any way, the perfect way to do it is audibletrial.com backslash Killrock. You could cancel it anytime, so you don't even have to pay a cent. And they will kick us some cash. Also, do the normal. Subscribe, download, rate and review on iTunes as well, Stitcher and Podomatic, and make sure those stars, they are important. Five stars if you guys enjoy the show. If you don't enjoy the show, one star is fine. Give us a good critique. Let us know what you want us to do better. We appreciate your criticisms. We appreciate your critique. And we appreciate you just for listening to the Kill Rock Podcast. Up next, we are going to have Kevin Lyman, the creator of the Warp Tour. But first, we are going to get to a Jiminy Jam. We congratulated this band a few minutes ago. This is Hearts Like Lions. And off their EP, These Hands, this is their song, Trust Me. Here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Trust you,
Welcome back to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today, uh, I don't. Is it okay if I tell everyone where we're at? Yeah, absolutely. We are in uh, the Four Finney office out in Pasadena with Kevin Lyman. Yeah, uh, good to see you. And it's good to see you too. It's actually, um, I actually have do have a funny story to tell you, but I'll tell it later. Right. Um, you were out at uh, Musicians Institute a few months ago, um, doing like a little seminar. Yeah. And talking yeah, to all us. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, did you ever think in your history in the music industry that one day you would be doing these type of seminars or panels or whatever? Well, I mean, I think it's just a, a natural progression of what where I'm at right now. You mm-hmm. know, I, it was when I started the the Warp Tour back in '95. It was uh, going to be my last thing in the music industry, pretty much. And I was going to okay. think about going to be a school teacher. Oh wow! So I'm really kind of enjoying that kind of transition now. I just got back from a trip to North Carolina this past week and I was in Vegas but speaking at universities and colleges and I think it's kind of like some people have a hobby maybe like going fishing or something which I do I love fishing or or whatever they're doing but I think I'm almost like really enjoying this education process and being part of it again right um, I think I give a different perspective I, I just got off a call when you were setting up and about a festival panel I'm speaking at in Austin right. next week and I think I bring a different perspective you know some people have to be so politically correct with the way they talk uh, because of just for whatever reasons, and I and I can point things out, and I'm trying to write. A, a, if I could put it down on paper right now, kind of the Walmarting of Americans festivals in some ways, how many we're we're getting, and almost they're popping up like a Walmart in every corner. <laughs> so. Do you think that's one thing? Like, whenever, God forbid, Warp Tour ever ends, do you see yourself at teaching at a school at MI or possibly Full Sail or whatever? Well, you know, I, I'd want it to be in, you know, I really kind of like the whole vibe of North Carolina that I was driving around in okay. and spent uh, the week. Who knows? You know, I don't know if that's maybe a transition so it keeps you busy. But yeah. I, the people I meet on campuses are people who have worked in that you know, edge of a business and want to stay connected in some way. So they're finding right. that connection through education. So I had this great conversation with a guy who was involved in sports marketing and, you know, talking about the early days of NASCAR. And he's actually teaching there now. And, oh, and, wow. you know, and some of the ways that that... That build, business was built, and people are touring artists. Some some of them are becoming instructors. So I don't know. Right now, it's 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 a it's a it's fun. It's um, I think you always want to be working on things while you're still doing something. Right. I think anything in life, you know, I think I talked about. You know, you don't want to just quit your job. You know, get your next thing going before this one may end. <laughs> That's exactly why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stay in the industry as much as you can. Um, we just had, I believe was, last year was the 20th anniversary, or this year. No, last year's 20th. We, this yeah. is going to be 21 summers. Exactly. Because unlike, you know, babies, you don't have to wait till that first year's <laughs> over to have the first birthday. We could do it right after the first one. So right. I think that's the funny question when people say, well, the years don't add up. I go, well, they do because the first one started that first day we went out. Right. Um, 
How do you think this year, the the last year, compared to the nineteen prior? I mean, I you know you, each one of them is individual in their own way, huh. but they're very they're similar similar in many ways. Right. That that backyard party atmosphere hasn't changed. We use the same stages we used twenty years ago. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, really. We haven't changed. You know huh. the. the the footprint of Warped Tour and what the spirit of it is. It's uh -huh. mostly a, a backyard party. I mean, everyone feels accessible at Warped Tour. The artists, the sponsors, the brands, the kids feel like they're part of the whole process. Um, I think that's what makes Warped, and that's how it's transferred from, from generation to generation now into its maybe second two and a half generations now. Right. That it's still that accessibility. So when you walk in as a fan for the first time, all of a sudden you might look at that stage and, and get inspired to pick up a guitar. Right. You might want to decide inspired to start a magazine or publication or start a pub podcast or start a clothing brand. Uh, being so close to everything, um, I think that that's, that hasn't changed. Right. And it touches kids in the 13 to 16, maybe the first time you're coming to Warp Tour, it touches them in the same way. Some kids totally go, I never want to come here again. That's totally <laughs> cool. That's not for them. But I, I'm really proud of the the fan at Warp Tour. They're, they're, to me, very educated. They're the future people that are going to be, you know, running things in America in some ways. And I'm proud of those because they have to think when they come there. Right. Um, from the minute you, before you leave your house, you have to think about coming to Warp Tour. Right. You have to grab your old cell phones. Maybe I've donated blood. i got to wear that wristband. I've got to collect three cans of food. You know, you, you're already part of something before you even arrive. Right. And uh, then when you get there, you're part, you know, you know part of a culture. I, I believe that it is a good culture. And you know, never thought we'd, you know, reading the one, uh, the five seconds of summer uh, review today <laughs> in the LA Times and, and they're talking, you know. The show review? The show review. They ran the show review from the forum and, and how it refers to their sound being very similar to the warped punk yeah. of the late 90s. Right. That, that, that was actually a term now used by, pub, you know, warped sound of the late yeah. '90s. So I never thought, you know, who knows? We're we're just kind of taking it a year at a time. Right. Um, that actually leads me uh, kind of off subject, or not off subject, but okay. nothing. I was really cool. All over the place. It's cool to be we're, off subject. I, I had uh, Evan Lucy, who wrote the um, the cover story for Five Seconds Summer in AP, and he mentioned the fact that they. Uh, they're making so much money now doing the One Direction tour. Do you think they could possibly ever do a Warp tour? I mean, I've run into those guys, and we've talked. They they love Warp tour. Right. I mean, they, exactly. they love the bands on Warp tour. Who knows? It would be a real stretch for them business wise. I think to do Warp tour. Yeah. Uh, the money, the dynamics of their lives have changed, just like they have changed for other acts, like Blink right. One Eighty Two. Everyone goes, why does it Blink? It just changes, but. Uh, you know, there'll always be a place for them. They're, there's nice kids. They love the music that they come to Warp Tour. I, I, early on, I, I, they were they've been to Warp Tours before mm -hmm. um, as fans. Right. So who knows? There's there's always a spot on stage. It, it'd be interesting to to see if a band could take that step. Right. Back it's, into those parking lots. It's kind of like Lincoln Park when uh, when they hit it. They could have totally been on Warp Tour from the beginning, yeah. but they just hit like you know. They got up yeah, there really I, fast. I mean, Warp Tour is not, you know, it's, it's always where people's careers are and where it fits in. Right. Uh, you know, it, sometimes it fits into, you know, but Warp is really, you know, about that developmenting. And, and, and I'm, you know, right now I'm really proud that so many bands that people are talking about, you know, of Mice and Men, Bring Me the Horizon, right. Pierce the Veil, those kind of bands are becoming more of a household name now. Right. Uh, they were such an underground movement of music. And now those it's it's pushing out, and they're, they're, that sound's becoming... 
spreading its wings a bit more, and it's nice to see them headlining. You know, Data remembers playing arenas. That is true. Uh, and, the, and it comes out of that parking lot, and you know, it's it's that's the the gratification in some sense that there are some people. You, know, you hear the negatives about the music industries and the nays, <laughs> but you know what? There's some really cool stuff going on. It, it kind of just shows that the bands that are coming from this underground scene can somehow make it at least get a, as close to the mainstream audience as they well, you know, can. you don't know how close you want to get. You right. know, it's nice to keep your toe in both worlds. Right. Um, I think that's that's an important thing, and I think there's a lot of artists doing that now. Right. And a lot of artists that are, are figuring out how to make a living in the music industry again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not, you know, I don't see a lot of these guys, you know, they're not aspiring for, you know, the, the big gold chains and the big cars and fancy whatever this. But they're, you know, they want to make a nice, you know, have a nice mark. But they are, they're much more cognizant of their business. Right. I mean, the musicians are much more, you know, understanding of where they're at. And they're, they're all working really hard. It's, it's, it's not a fun and game world, you know, that maybe being a rock star maybe was. <laughs> they know that they're part of the whole process. Well, there is no room for rock stars, right? Yeah, it never has been. Now, actually, that segues. I watched that documentary last night to kind of prepare. I watched it before, but last night I watched it again. Um, there seems to be uh, there was this band, Forever Came Falling, Calling. Sorry, yeah, Forever, Forever Came, Came Falling. Falling. They were following the Warp Tour all year. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me, besides that story, what is the most ridiculous thing a band has ever done to get your attention? Oh gosh, I mean, uh, a band like Matchbook Romance used to do. They were all. Um, comic book writer, you know, they were they were uh, people who you know did characters for comic book, and they used to make characters each year. Right. And uh, they'd have cartoons and actually animated features they would send us, little short clips. Oh, wow. Of why they should be on Warp Tour. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, you know, even Echo Smith came over here with their guitars one time. Really. Before they were on Warp Tour, oh, they came wow. and played some guitars. A lot of people have come in the office with guitars and played some music and stuff. Uh, it's you know. It, and, but they have to be good. You have to be, you know, you have to be able to back it up. Right. Uh, I think there's been some stuff, but I tend to forget, like, some crazy stuff that people have done. But then the band just wasn't... Yeah. You know, and that's the thing with Warp Tour. It's, it's been a hard week because we've, we're confirming all the acts are confirmed for Warp Tour. And we have to tell them they're on, which is great. Mm-hmm. But for every act that's on Warp Tour, there's, there's nine or ten that have to be told they're not getting Warp Tour. Wow. And that's, uh, that's not the coolest time. So. Now, are those, like, bands that are signed to, like, you know... Yeah, they're signed. They've got management. They're legitimately out on the road doing things. Uh, they probably play great out on Warp Tour, but I have to try to book the most well-rounded, eclectic lineup, knowing that I could draw enough fans to keep right. this thing successful. Because an unsuccessful Warp Tour not it wouldn't be good for anyone. I don't think. Right. Uh, it would definitely wouldn't be good for for Forfini, our company that that runs it. But it wouldn't be good for the overall scene. We have to kind of book a show that's going to bring out that half a million people or so that can then support these bands year round and support up and coming bands. Right. And I love that, you know, I know there's some, you know, con you know, controversy about, you know, five seconds of summer on AP and I think it was fantastic. <laughs> I do too. Because it got a lot of people to read that magazine for the first time. Right. And they've read about these bands that are out there scraping, fighting it out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's I think there's a real excitement around the music. I think when we start us um, announcing the lineup in a couple of weeks you know, there's going to be that 10% that hate me and it's horrible and the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. And, and you know, that's why I, we had, you know, Paul over there, he, he just shut down the message boards because, you know what, we know those people are going to hate the tour right. and they can stay in their basements all summer. That's cool with me. And then, you know, maybe that 90% of the kids that might have a good lineup, they choose, some of them will choose to come to Warp Tour and we'll go out there and, and give them a great show. And if the weather's good, 
you know, it's, it all it all works out. Exactly. And you guys are set to announce it on December third. Am I right? Yeah. We'll we'll start announcing bands. Right. Uh, Brian Stars was we're bringing him over today, and okay, gonna, he's going to be. I'm, it's maybe a time for me to kind of step back a little bit um, from doing it myself. Right. Uh, it's one of the things I was doing up until now, and I'm going to like let someone more from the generation of the people that are going to this festival mm. have a face like Brian Starr's announcing the bands. You know, I'm not going away, but <laughs> I'm more than willing to kind of, like, you know, I've, I've stepped into this different type of role on the tour now and kind of a curator of the festival for right. them. It's not my really fine festival anymore. I but you can't. still have your hands-on oh, in picking all, the bands. Yeah, I'm 100% hands-on on the festival. Now, okay, it's come. Uh, the first set is going to be released on December 3rd. This episode's going to be uh, released on December 1st, so two days before. Yeah. Um, can you give my audience a vague yet great description of what this year's Warp Tour bands are going to be this like? This Warp Tour is, is very reflective of, of, of. I think we've got some headliners that you lied last year. Maybe we were missing that, okay. that necessary headliner name. Right. Um, at the beginning of the tour, mm-hmm. uh, we you know we we you know they were great young bands, but a, a, a lineup like Issues and Volumes and Secrets last year took a little while to develop. Right. A few weeks for people to really catch on, and mm-hmm. now those bands are all doing fantastic. Uh, I think we start pretty strong, going into it, and it only gets stronger as the the summer goes on. This summer. That's and, awesome. And, and and as those bands will develop. Um, I don't know. I, I I still think that you know it's a great value to come out. The price to the price of admission to Warped Tour is you know the lowest festival out there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's you know you're gonna find something you're gonna walk away with and go wow I'm sure glad I got to see them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone sent me an email that they thought it was very funny that two years ago they saw four, three four people and my and Kevin Lyman watching Echo Smith and they were one of the four <laughs> at one of the shows. Uh, and now, you know, how nicely they've gone and developed as an artist. Uh, you know, that that wouldn't necessarily be said. They were a direct, exact warp Tour type artist, you right. know. But that's the thing that's funny. Anyone can play warp Tour now. You can be a hip-hop artist. You can be an EDM DJ. Uh, you can be anything and, and play on that show. Because right. it's, a, it's a true festival for music fans. And that's what I'm really proud of, that it has gotten so broad and eclectic and people like that. Uh, it's, that's what we do. And right. you know, and the day that people stop coming will be the day that I don't do it anymore. Right. And did you see that, you know, 20, 21 years ago when you first started the Warped Tour, that it would be as eclectic? Because the first tour, who'd it have? was super eclectic. Yeah. 1995, it had Sublime. Right. Had No Doubt. No Use for a Name. No Use for a Name. Uh, seaweed, which okay. was kind of an indie band. Uh, Fluff. So it was a really... L7, which okay. was more of a grunge band. You know, if you look at that lineup, it was indie, it was kind of reggae rock, it was ska, it was punk. I mean, we're now as eclectic as mm. that tour was. We got known for punk rock okay. in the second year when Pennywise and No Fix came. Okay. Because they landed a lot of credibility to it at that point because I was this guy, No, you know, I wasn't an artist starting a festival. Mm. I was the guy who loaded everyone's vans <laughs> at, the, at that point. Um, as uh, Greg Graffin will let people go, how did Kevin get to do this? He was this guy that loaded the bands. I'll never forget when he asked that, you know. Uh, but that's what we do, and you know, and, and you're going to put it out there, and that's what I think makes it fun, and it makes everyone sound so unique. Because if you just brought a bunch of bands that sound like, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it's not beneficial. Your ears don't, they become numb. Right. So how many generations would you say of genres and bands has the Warped Tour put through? Well, we were looking at it, and I was talking the other day. The average person that probably came to Warped Tour the first year was maybe 
18 and 19 years old. Okay. So 21 years later, they're going to be 40 <laughs> this year. They're going to be 40 years old. Um, and how many 40-year-olds might have a 12 or 13-year-old mm -hmm. that they'll bring to the show? And that's why we let parents in free. Right. I think that's a cool thing. I think it's worked. Some people thought, why would... And I think kids enjoy, don't have a problem with parents being at this show. Right. Um, and I don't mind doing it because I think it, it just makes it really cool because if you're driving down the road and someone's playing, nothing's better than a parent being able to relate what their kids are listening to musically. Right. I think that's where... It's a, just one more thing to try to bring families and parents together in a way. Right. If you understand each other's music, because mm -hmm. how many families are like, turn that crap off, you know? <laughs> you know, but hey, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I, I, some parents come up to me and go, I never thought that, you know, last year, whatever, you know, I, God, I really like that band, Parkway Drive. They remind yeah. me a little bit of this band. Or someone comes over and they're like, oh, I really like that band. And, you know, in that helps our scene because maybe the parents are out buying music for their kids around Christmas time. They're going to buy some music and they're going to recognize a band that their kids like and it just feeds the whole scene year-round. Year right. And we'll get back to Kevin Lyman in just one moment, but first, we're going to play a jam. This song is by Silent Planet. They just got signed to Solid State Records. Like we said earlier, they released their album The Night God Slept, you could pick up The Night God Slept. We are going to put a special link inside the description on our KillRockPodcast.com webpage. And you can pick it up there. There will be a little link. Send you to iTunes and you buy it there. Pick up The Night God Slept. Purchase The Night God Slept. Enjoy The Night God Slept. You can listen on Spotify, but help support the band. This is The Well, here on the Kill Rock Podcast.
now I'm going to tell that story. All in right. 2009, uh, me and my buddy, we were in a band. We were called the Perosia. Um, uh, that really doesn't matter, but just That's name right. dropping. Um, we were flying out to Nashville in sometime April. And we get on the plane. We're sitting on the plane. And all of a sudden, this man walks past us. And I look. I'm like, Josh. It's like, what? I'm like, I think that was Kevin Lyman. And he was like, dude, we have our CDs. Give him our CDs. So we're sitting on the plane. I'm just kind of sitting there, timid. And I'm like, oh my God. He's like sitting two rows behind us. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the bathroom. I don't want to walk all the way back there. So I walk to the first class bathroom. Not even thinking I can't. I was just doing it. And I'm walking back. And I was like, Yep, that's Kevin Lyman just standing right there. And so he's like, okay, when we're off the plane, we're going to give him the CDs. I'm like, our CDs suck. We're not going to give him our CDs. So I've got this excuse. I called my mom on the phone, tell her we're there, yada, yada. You walk past, whatever. Going into my question, what are the best ways a local independent band, whatever, that wants to reach out to you that's not well, you know, at the Warped Tour. We listen to music. I mean, you know, if it's sent to my AOL account, right. no one does. Kevin Warped at AOL. You know, send it in a SoundCloud. Okay. I mean, I think it's unique. You need to find out how people like to hear their music. Some mm-hmm. people still like CDs. I prefer, like, a SoundCloud link. Right. Um, and then some links to, uh, you know, your websites beyond that. Don't tell me to go find your music on your website. You know, send a SoundCloud, put it in order of the best song you possibly have. Okay. We've been talking a lot about that. That that time is a commodity, and you and I'm, it's probably good you didn't give me your, you know, something that wasn't a quality product. Right. You know, it's it's I hate when people come up and go, oh, we sound better live, or you know, we have a better recording somewhere. Especially after a four-hour yeah. airplane well, ride. Yeah, you know, I would have taken it and been very nice, but then uh-huh. you pop it in, and it probably wouldn't have gotten. And to be honest, you don't get a whole lot of listen. And right. at least I'll, I'll, I'll most likely try to listen to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wouldn't give it a shot, but you know, you, you got to be, you know. And there's so many good ways to record now. Yeah, you can get a good quality recording in a bedroom. Right, that sounds reasonable enough that if it's a good song, it's going to cut through. Right. Uh, so, just you know, do your best foot forward. I always say, with any artist, your best, best, best foot forward. So. So if we just waited, sent you an email to, what's the email address? KevinWarpedAOL.com. Anyone can feel free to send your links there. Uh, send them in SoundCloud or MP3. MP3 is okay, but I like SoundCloud in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still, you know, it's okay. Either way. Right. I, you know, it's, it's quick. It's accessible. I can just pop it in and, and listen to it. And I could even, uh, I mean, I could even vouch. It's so easy to get a hold of you. I emailed you on Thursday about doing this and literally five minutes later I got a response right. so bands if you're listening you know yeah, it may not be five minutes but I yeah <laughs> exactly um, uh, in today's music industry this kind of goes back to um, how we were talking about touring and uh, bands that are making it on Warp Tour and getting to that mainstream audience uh, so to speak uh, especially when sales are album sales are plummeting um, where do you see the touring industry kind of building from there uh, well I think we're, you know we're at that point you know it's album sales are plug, but you know vinyl isn't vinyl is right. a great niche and especially in the world we live in mm-hmm. vinyl's maybe not going to work maybe a kid that's listening more of a pop a Rihanna vinyl might not you know no, might not maybe it does I, but when you're looking at it's interesting when I discuss releases now a, a neck deep release they you know they, they're coming to me and saying okay we want to make sure we get this record out on time and what's my the only thing that can hold up a release right now seems to be getting your vinyl pressed <laughs> I you know I'd never thought in my life that term waiting for a release to get vinyl pressed would ever be used right but we've fully gone that way because that's a big piece of the thing but the great managers I've seen you know and, and having you know, a management company are the ones that are looking 
you know, that Mike, who worked with some of these acts, how they look at these acts as, as brands. And I, and I hate to say it, sometimes a brand and music that they create that word brand is right. uh, a turnoff, but it really isn't, you know, that they look at those artists and, and they work with people and they look and go find out what their other interests are. So they're building individual outlets for those artists as they're touring, as they're putting out records. So they have individual outlets. So those downtimes, they don't get necessarily, they're not going, we need to go back on the road. Right. Uh, oh, we've got other outlets to one, be creative and one to make money for themselves to, so they can live between tours. I think that's the, the new managers have to be super diverse. They have to be on sync licensing. They have to be mm -hmm. up to date on everything. So if you're thinking about going into management, it's it's being as well-rounded as you possibly can because that's going to be the artists that I think are going to be happiest. Right. They're going to be creative, and they're going to be around a lot longer because if you're dependent on just going out on the road and chugging and chugging and chugging, um, I, I'm seeing those kind of things. You, you the, 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 the public suffers burnout. You suffer burnout a lot quicker. Right. Now, do you think, though, with the bands that are coming up now, can they do what the bands in the early 2000s did, like Under Oath, uh, Thrice, where they were touring 300 days a year, but then eventually were able to tour only possibly like six months a year and still be able to make ends meet in the future? Yeah, yeah, I, I think because their deals are different. When you're on a okay. major label, you weren't getting royalties off those albums. Okay. Most of these bands are going to be signed to independent labels, and the economic model is a lot different now. So you'll be able to get some royalty. You know, a band like The Used now, is on an independent label, and they're actually recouping and making money on the right. records again. Hopeless, right? You know, hopeless yeah. records. And I, I think that we're, we're going to see a, a, a new model. I think it evolves. It's, it doesn't get any easier. If you're getting into any aspect of this business, it's going to be to work. You're going to be working very hard. Right. Uh, you know, I, it's, you would think that maybe I could turn down a little, but I'm working as hard as I ever have. <laughs> you know? um, and having to stay up on it and diversify our company. Right. You know, you can't be just dependent on Warp Tour to keep the doors open of a company. You have to. We have the Mayhem Festival, but outside of the festivals, with the Entertainment Institute that we're working on, you know, that'll hopefully one day bring in. I don't think it'll be a huge revenue source, but it'll bring in some revenues to keep different and diversify what we're doing. Right. Um, some of the production things we're doing this year, uh, just over as a company, you know, and then my involvement, like in a beer company, the right. St. Archer Brewery, diversify your talents and, and put it into multiple things. Because we have to look at Forfini as kind of a brand. Right. And so we're sprucing up our brand right now. We're updating the websites. We're updating all these kind of things. We're, we're kind of opening this consultant side of the firm. We may start managing a few individuals, not necessarily okay. looking at bands. But, you know, just kind of, you've got to diversify your companies. And I think all the young entrepreneurs out there and a lot of people I talk to are moving in that direction. We've got, we're, we've iteration, entered this new generation. Millennials, they'll talk about it. But I think that that idea of building sound, companies that give back, that understand the word of giving back, that understand supporting each other. Kind of what the punk rock world was right. when I was starting out in it is now going to be an undertone to a whole new realm of business. Okay. And, you, you know, the young business, you've got to stay way up on technology and you've got to keep up to date because students these days are, are, are cramming so hard and the world's changing around them so quickly. Right. So you see a bright future for these these younger bands. I, I see I see a good you know for the ones you know yeah. it's like anything for the ten percent of them exactly that are going to take care of it. I see a, a great future out there. Will they ever sell? Well, do you think anyone in general will ever sell a platinum? No, album? no. Uh, you you see what it took to get Taylor Swift to sell right a platinum album. She did one point three million. 
awesome. Right. First week sales. I've never seen anyone work harder and put together a bigger plan for probably the biggest artist out there right now in America. Right. It's what she had to do to go sell that 1.3 million records. <laughs> she put as much effort into 1.3 million records as Blink did over the whole time to sell 8 million. <laughs> you know, in reality. You know? And I don't think Blink worked that hard. Right. I mean, I think they worked. Don't get me wrong. They worked. But did you see? I mean, and then she doesn't stop working. I mean, no. I mean she's going to do the uh, Victoria's Secrets uh, fashion show. You know, it's like she does. She can't let down. She's just putting the, putting the gas on. And I think that record, God, you know, might if it gets to three million. Do you I, think everyone's ever going to sell over a million records in general? Not even just first week. No. Really? No. I think she's the only platinum record of the year. But I mean, like for the future, though. Do you think no? no? Oh. I don't think so. I think, you know, combined between, you know, digital downloads, finals, and things, I think, you know, that new that new threshold's going to be a half a million. I mean, you watch the country acts that used to have the machine. They would churn them into this machine of radio right. and everything, and they could get almost all these records up to a million, million and a half, two million records, and they're not going to have any this year. Wow. That's a, that's like mind blown. So all you do is I mean all you do is you you cut your overhead. You know you find a cheaper the, the labels have to work in cheaper mm-hmm. environments. They have smaller staff. They outsource more. So there's a whole realm of you know independent graphic artists that are just working from pro- you know a lot of hustlers right. out there right now. You got to yeah. hustle to be able to survive in this business. And it, I mean, if your music is good, then you and, get, and you always got to write a good song. Yeah. I don't know where do you see. Uh, Warp Tour in possibly the next let's say 10 years usually I give bands 3 years because not all every band makes it who knows you know really it, it's it's a landscape we have to keep adjusting within this landscape right. you know we are supplemented by I know people sometimes still hate the corporate sponsorship without right. it we don't survive exactly the landscape has changed it's really there's a lot of festivals out there we could put together the ba- I could put together the best lineup which I think this one's going to be pretty well received wow. and uh sell all the tickets that we normally do uh, and still be out of business if we don't make that side of the business work. <laughs> so you know, now we've got this together. We've got a few months to focus on that. Uh, you know, I think selling tickets, you know, kids know we, we've developed, you know, a, a great business model in the social media digital age to reach the fans of Warp mm-hmm. Tour. It takes 10 minutes for to let them all know what's going on. Right. Um, but... You know, we'll take it, really it's taking it you know year by year uh, you have those those goals uh, you know I'm also you know getting a little older you know the sense of you know it's fun to go out on warp tour I was telling my wife this morning that you know how lucky am I to be able to travel with my two daughters for two months a year right. not many dads can say they can do that and they actually want to be there right um, <laughs> so, so you know maybe that lasts a few more years uh, and then we'll just we'll just have to see where it goes uh, it's it's right now it's I think it's very it's important it's always been important but I think it's really kind of important for Warp Tour to anchor the scene each summer to bring kids into it who make then make decisions to support these acts year round right so you know if we can get through the summer we'll look at the next summer sounds good so it's a, it's always year by year mm-hmm. the Warp Tour could go bankrupt every year every year it really could <laughs> that's, that's the crazy thing it really could. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. It could. It could really, you know, last summer we, we got off to a shaky start just for other reasons. And okay. Things, and I was a little worried. But then, you know, I always said you have to have faith in yourself. And I, in my gut, I knew we would pull through at the end. And we awesome. did. 
and uh, I, I feel this summer that was very positive towards going into this next one. Right. And uh, you know we're working on Mayhem Festival. We got to get a headliner for that festival, and then we'll have a great one of those if we do. And and my the backup would be to you know go out and do more lectures on colleges and campus if I had to. But. Sounds good to me. Um, All right. Any last things you want to say, especially to the up and coming bands, anywhere they could up, find you? Up and coming, you know, write songs. You know, you know, and I'm pretty basic on my social media. It's. Uh, Kevin Lyman on Twitter, Kevin <laughs> Lyman on Instagram, Kevin L Warped at AOL at doc yes, Kevin Warped, that shows how long I've been around, AOL. Kevin Warped at AOL.com <laughs> for you guys, uh, oh wow, someone just delivered a 12 pack of beer, that how sounds, awesome that? Hey, and uh, best for you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's going to be a, you know, it's a good, um, you know, that's just how we kind of look at everything, you know, right. and, and we'll just keep moving forward, and, sounds good, uh, we'll see you down the road in some parking lot, and if you have your CD, feel free to give it to me, but do your best recording. Do your best recording, Kevin Lyman. Thank uh, you thank for you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. And with that, we want to thank Kevin Lyman for coming on the show. And how great of advice is that? How Do good recordings. Record to the best of your ability. Write good songs. Don't give people like Kevin Lyman or anyone that's either a promoter or record label exec or A&R or whatever, don't give them crap recordings because you have one time to make a first impression. And don't you want that first impression to be, you know, good? Like, I don't get those bands that are that release demos onto their Facebooks or SoundClouds or whatever. Why not post the finished project product? Why is there such a rush to put your music out there? Take your time. Be productive. You know, write great songs. Record with the best quality possible. You know, it's not difficult nowadays. You have, you know, GarageBand. You have, you have re affordable recording software you, there is re affordable recording gear you know you could tap in the drums on your software and it will still sound great especially if it's just demos and please in my opinion please do not post your demos to your facebook or your soundcloud or whatever only post the finished product if you're going to send demos to anyone send them to the people that need to hear them you don't need to show fans or especially if you're a new band be patient in releasing your music to the public please that's just a little personal gripe from myself but like i said i want to thank kevin lyman for coming on the show easy to get a hold of very accessible his email is kevin warped at aol.com bands that's where you could send your music you send it to him send it in a soundcloud that's the best way to do it. And if it's great music and if it's great quality, tell them the Kill Rock Podcast sent you. Uh, if it's not good quality, please don't. <laughs> like, just just don't. If, if you have the confidence in your songs that they're going to be great and everyone's going to like them, fine. But if they're not good, don't, don't tie our name into your bad music totally kidding don't write our names even if it's good just give them your music 
I'm stoked for the Warp Tour, and I'm stoked to announce that on Thursday, the day after they release uh, the first five bands that are going to be playing Warp Tour, myself and Wasim Bazi, you might remember Wasim from the band Good Luck Varsity, we are going to talk about the Vans Warp Tour on Thursday. We are going to talk about our personal reflections on Warp Tours that we've been to, as well as the history of Warp Tour. And then we're going to talk about the actual bands that have been announced. I am super stoked from everything that Kevin Lyman was telling us. This year's Warp Tour, the 21st Warp Tour, is going to be amazing. Great bands. And the thing is, is that even if you're not into the bands and you just want the experience, it's the perfect place to go to. If you want that underground scene experience where bands are playing everywhere, this is like the original Coachella. I mean, Coachella sells out before the bands are even announced. So take it for what it is. Uh, Warp Tour is going to be great this year, though. I have high hopes. I'm very optimistic and I cannot wait to be able to go this year. But like I said, we have Wasim Bazi coming on Thursday. Once again, we're going to talk about the Warp Tour next Monday. We are going to have an old schoolmate of mine. That's right, I say schoolmate. Uh, Drew Saragoza from the band Cynical. He's going to be joining us. Uh, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift. We're going to talk about that band Shrapnel for a second. We're going to, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So stay tuned for that. His band Cynical is actually playing tonight. If you're listening and if you're in the L.A. area, go down to Lucky Strike Bowl in Hollywood. It's uh, You can pick up tickets for free. I don't know how much they're actually selling at the door, but if you get them pre-sell, you can contact Drew. Email us at kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com, and we'll hook you up with him. Don't want to give his number on the air. It's kind of impolite. But hit us up, kill dot rock dot podcast at gmail.com go check him out at lucky strike in hollywood california we're gonna have him on the show next week and like i said earlier we announced it we're gonna have Scion planet prepared like a bride straight from australia our first international band well for them we're they're one of their first international publications but <laughs> and uh, whatever we're gonna have matter as well from southern california stay tuned they're a great band. Go check out their album, Terrafime, uh, on iTunes, Spotify. Especially, Go to their band camp. Go check it out on Bandcamp. We are actually going to leave you off with a song by Matter and their album, Terrafime. But first, go to audibletrial.com backslash killrock people. Yeah, that was a little Chris Jericho thing in there. That's actually our, uh, our Audible book of the week. It's Chris Jericho. You can get it on Audible. And have it read to you if you're driving in the car. If you don't have time to actually get the book and read it, you get, that could be your free audiobook download. It's called The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea. He just released it uh, in October, October 28th. Amazing stories about his wrestling career, some Fozzie stories, and just stories about his life. I totally, totally want you to go check it out and you can check it out for free really for free go to audibletrial.com backslash killrock get your free 30-day trial your free audiobook download and get chris jericho's best at what i have no idea 
Thank you all for downloading, for subscribing, for liking, for rating and reviewing. We're going to leave you with one last song. This is by that band Matter out of Southern California. This is off their album Terrafim. Go check it out on Bandcamp, iTunes, yada, yada, yada. This is a voice. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week with Drew Saragoza from Cynical here on the Kill Rock Podcast. The hashtag KRP. How am I?